Good morning, party people. It is January the 28th, 2022, and the time here in Egypt is 7.41 a.m. I am still in the bed, but I am happy to announce that yesterday I was released from COVID jail without having to be on parole. I did not get a parole officer. They released me free and clear, and I feel 100% finally Um, yesterday I had a runny nose a little bit, but I think it's because I walked to the store to get me some groceries. Yesterday was also payday. So I, um, paid back money that I owed people and I am now fully and, um, wonderfully (laughs) sovereign in my state of mind, in my state of being. And I am extremely, extremely happy. So, um, not a lot to report out. Everything is pretty stable here. Everything is pretty reliable right now. I'm eating good. I'm feeling good. I actually um, have been very productive over the past two weeks that I've been... um, quarantined in my room Uh, I did have a moment where my director sent me an email I had told him that I was gonna wait till I got paid to get my test and the school doctor told me that I would not be able to do my test on Saturday and I was thinking that we weren't gonna get paid until Friday because we get paid on the 28th normally around the 28th and in the past it's been like the 28th or after and um yesterday was the no today is the 28th so yesterday was the 27th and I wasn't expecting us to get paid and he was telling me that I was expected to be on campus on Sunday and I was telling him that I wasn't going to get tested until Sunday and basically what happened is I stood up for myself in a way that was thematic because I listen to podcasts, other podcasts that are meant for self-improvement and motivation. And after I basically kind of like gave him the riot act in my email, I was like, first of all, sir, When I saw you a week ago, I told you that I was going to test on Sunday. I said I was going to test on next Sunday, to which you replied, oh, yeah, because that would be best because we are all at home this this week. So, like, basically what happened was I caught COVID and I taught from home for two days and then the whole campus went virtual and then we went virtual that next week which was this past week so it didn't make sense for me to test the week that we were virtual because we were virtual like just on gp and my money was low now what does that mean that means i had three grand in the bank three thousand dollars in the bank and in egyptian money that's like 250 bucks maybe (laughs) it may not even it might be 200 so i was down to like 200 bucks and I wasn't going to transfer any more American money any which way. 
Um, because this is supposed to be also the opportunity for me to financially ground myself. So I wasn't finna spend any money. I just wasn't going to do it. And, um, he didn't respond back. Um, I basically told him, you know, I feel like I've been, been super responsible in getting tested. You know, all I had was literally a tickle in my throat and I had developed which ultimately developed into the cough that I had that was similar to my roommates. Like I was coughing like her, but it wasn't as um, aggressive. Like she still has kind of like this aggressive cough. So um, I also said, you didn't have to ask me to get tested. My roommate was sick. She was down for a whole week, which was the week before we went on vacation, which I still went on vacation with her. And I'm pretty sure that's how I caught COVID. But I said, y'all sent, she, y'all sent her to the school doctor or she sent herself to the school doctor and did not get tested. Like, took the bus off campus to a whole goddamn doctor who told her she had polyps on her throat and did not test her. Or she declined testing, which she's still doing. She's still claiming she got some tests from her boyfriend, some 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 bring home COVID tests from her boyfriend, of which I have not seen any results. And I don't she doesn't owe me that. I'm not this is not about her. I'm just telling y'all what I I just had to set him straight. I just literally because I was like, I f- I'm feeling a little bullied. I'm feeling like y'all don't really care because he was like, all you need this is what literally he said in the email all you need is a negative test you can get that from anywhere but we have a whole ass school doctor who will refer you to a whole ass clinic that will come and not only give you your results but but email them to you so that you can send them to the school according to the school policy so i proceeded to tell him no nigga i'm finna use what is provided for the for by the school and i'm gonna use it at my discretion well anyway long story short we got paid yesterday so (laughs) i i did text him back i mean i emailed him back and said we got paid today so i will make arrangements to do the test see that's who i am y'all i'm not one of them people who's like i'm right you're wrong but if i tell you i'm gonna do something my way and it's not hurting anybody is actually more of a safe guard than anything and I'm making it make sense then get out of your control mechanisms and think about what I'm saying see this is not the first time this has happened like when I was telling y'all about this other issue that happened with this script it was the same thing like you're not hearing me and then you want to pull you want to pull strings you want to talk crazy to me you want to try to defile who I am with your control mechanisms. But for some reason, and I'm just going to keep saying it. If you don't like it, stop listening to the podcast. I'm clear. I'm as clear as I've ever been. I'm like a newborn baby around here. So I don't have the capacity anymore like I used to to doubt what I'm saying or what I'm feeling. I used to. I used to second guess myself all the time but for some reason I'm just not doing it it's just not coming it's not happening and I'm willing to stand up for what is happening because I'm considering your monkey ass so you can you should consider me and I'm not considering you at my own demise 
So you can let go and move forward with the process or you can get dragged nicely because I know words. I know how to put together a nice email to say, I hope you understand what I'm saying, but I'm not going to apologize. And I'm damn sure not about to let you bully me into doing something that I've already told you right now. I can't afford it. And right now I don't have the money in the bank to do it. And right now, I've already told you that I was going to do it next Sunday because I've already thought about all the things that I've had to now specifically tell you. Now, let me say this, y'all. He's from the UK, too. His wife, not so much. She's South African and she seems to be a little bit more. His wife seems to be more like, have y'all ever watched Atlanta, the TV show Atlanta on FX? On Fox, I mean, is it Fox or FX? Anyway, there was the remember the Juneteenth episode where Ernie was kind of expecting the wife to be more like pro-black, but the husband was the one who was the likable one, and he was the white guy. Like he totally got it. He was like, "Yeah, I had to go to Africa to like get healed. I had to, you know, (laughs) I had to go get the ancestors to forgive me." And then the wife was like, you're a rapper? Oh, well, you're not going to shoot up the place, are you? That's that's kind of who my director is. Except they're both white. But his wife is so much more, like, relatable. And he's just this dude. Like, he once told us when we were going through orientation that he would rather just, like, be in the woods catching wild animals burning them over the fire not having to communicate with people it was just some white dude shit it was really some i mean i tried to keep acclimating it to him being a man but it was some real white dude shit because it was basically him saying i would rather not be dealing with any of y'all and it's nothing but brown people here it's nothing but brown people here so of course i was like "Ooh, let me think about this these brits these UK people because my roommate is UK and let me tell y'all what happened recently with her so I was on Twitter one day and I'm in this moment right now where I'm really manifesting my real tribe like I've been fucking around with people who just either um can't stand up for me um benefit from me um being in a place of looking for my tribe, looking for people who are active, looking for people who can take criticism, take advice and get off of the Internet or get out of their own power structure from within and be about it. <clears throat> so I was on Twitter and I came across this dude who was looking for readers for a script. So I was like, I'll do it. So when he sent the email (laughs) with the Zoom time, for some reason, I had totally forgotten about California. So the Zoom meeting was going to be at six o'clock their time, which is 4 a.m. my time. But I was I was I was like, cool, it's going to be on a Wednesday. I don't have to go to work that next day, which was yesterday. But I had forgotten to tell my roommate which meant I was going to be up at 4 o'clock in the morning reading a script. (laughs) But to be honest with y'all, this is the person who sprays Raid in an apartment 
This is a person who walks around singing and can't sing. This is a person who laughs loudly in the middle of the day. Don't even, you know, like, you don't know what my preferences are. But anyway, so, of course, I'm up at 4 a.m. I'm reading and right in the middle of right in the middle of me reading, I get like a WhatsApp message and it's loud. Like people, the people on the screen all were like, what the, you know, so, and it's her. And instead of like, anyway, this is what she basically said. Is there no other time to do a reading than right now? Question mark, exclamation mark. I told my friend, no, I I had to get my friend off the phone at 11 p.m. Some basically she was trying to say that to be courtesy to be courteous to me, she got off of a phone call at 11 o'clock at night. Now, I wasn't even 20 minutes into the reading. So, I had to wait until we finished the reading. And I looked at it and I went to bed. And then the next morning when I got up, I responded, no, there was no other time. I'm from the United States. And that was it. I basically was like, I scheduled it for the day that we were off, which means, bitch, what are you complaining about? You didn't even have to get up the next day. It's not like you had to be at work the next day. And because you approached me the way that you did in the text message, I'm not going to even apologize. I'm done. I'm good. Put your goddamn earbuds on. It's exhausting, y'all. And as much as those of you who do listen to the podcast reach out to me and just be like, this shit is racist. I really, before I go to that space, I promise you, I go to this humanity space. Like, y'all all know I believe race is a, a social construct, so I, I deal with it off and on. You know, some days I'm like, this shit is fake. I ain't finna deal with this. I'm finna deal with you as a human being, a human motherfucking being. And then there are days where I'm like, I wonder what Malcolm would say if he were alive today. Thank you for that line, Gino. Um, but for the most part, everything is racist. It's all just racist, racist, racist. Because people are coming from these constructs that they believe not only they built, but they believe are true. And I now accept the fact that the only reason my roommate is able to live here with me is because, A, she don't have a choice. B, It's exciting for her to be able to, in the future, say, I live with a black girl and we got along fine. And C, she don't really have the good God-given common sense to figure figure some other things out. Like, I don't know what's going on. You remember I told y'all that sometimes I feel like people are in Egypt because there's nowhere else for them to go right now. Like, they might be running from the law in their own country. They might be... They may have done something or just kind of lived their life in a way to where they really do need to be somewhere else to where they can be who they unapologetically want to be. And this is kind of one of those spaces for my roommate. So it is what it is. But at the end of the day, the only reason... I won't fully acclimate her to the racism label 
is because coming from Texas, white people, if if you really racist, like white people in Texas are really racist. Like not that there is a level to it because there shouldn't be. But a white person in Texas won't sit next to you. A white person in Texas will literally get another room. White people in the United States do shit like use their your toothbrush to brush their asses with it and then act like you wrong for knocking them the fuck out. Like it's it's like a really purest type of racism. Now, let me get to this whole like UK thing. Okay, so I don't know if y'all know this or not, but like white people in America were basically kind of like thrown out of the UK. They were thrown out of the, out of Europe. Um, they sat down with the Europeans and the Europeans basically said, look, look, niggas, because y'all the original niggas. Look, um, this isn't working. We're going to send y'all to the new world. We'll help y'all get there. We'll get put the boats in the water and send y'all to the new world. And you can establish yourselves there in the colonies and in the places where we have land. You can go and work over, work with the Native Americans over there. Work with the people over there. Uh, Christopher Columbus has already gone over there and said that there's there's land um, and and people you can conquer. So you pay us taxes for providing transfer transfer transportation and a few little subsidies for you and you can go to the americas so essentially great britain does all it can to separate itself from the barbarianism of its children americans ain't nothing but but british people without the accents and they hate Great Britain. They hate Europe. They hate the, I mean, as much as they go over there, that's why they always over there in Germany and Switzerland and Hungary, because that's where their, their ancestors are. The Irish, that's where their ancestors are. But best believe, Americans have a thing about the British and the British have a thing about the Americans because they are essentially mother and son, mother and daughter. So this racism thing, at the root, basically what happened was Great Britain was like, oh, hell no, they over there tripping with the race, with the, with the slavery thing. So what we're going to do to further control America, to further control our children from afar is we're going to outlaw racism over here in Europe. We're going to, I mean, outlaw slavery. We're going to outlaw slavery in Great Britain. And we're going to make these black people think that they have rights. And then over in America, when they found out, they was like, fuck y'all. We ain't giving them no freedom. We didn't like them in the first place. As a matter of fact, it was because of y'all that we started this shit. And black people were just caught in the middle. And we've been caught in the middle ever since. And now I'm over here in Egypt where I'm learning that. The 1900s, which is pretty much the the century of slavery, from 1801 to 1900, that's the century of slavery, essentially. That time in Egypt was all about black slavery and white slavery. There were white people enslaved in Egypt. In the 19th century. 
of course it wasn't like it it, 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 you know, it wasn't that American. It wasn't that grand old American slavery. But what they call indentured servitude is what, which is what we learned about, is called slavery. It was called slavery. Like these Egyptians was over here, like honky, do for me. <laughs> I love me sometimes. Anyway. But what I also thought about was when it came to slavery initially, because this goes into like black people and their in our colorism, because I used to wonder why light skinned people used to just like really go hard for slavery, like white people, you know, uh, white, not white people, but light skinned people, because there's this thing amongst black people where we be like light skinned people be going in on racism and slavery. But I think it's because initially when slavery became what it what we know it to be in America is because they specifically 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 came to Africa and got the darkest people they could find because the darkest people were the ones who could verify and validate this social construct that we call slavery and light-skinned people know that they come out of the raping of the ancestors they weren't grabbing light-skinned people from Africa because if that were the case, they would have been all up in North Africa grabbing Egyptians, grabbing um, Lebanese, grabbing um, Syrians. Now, they were doing that in Europe, but not still not to the extent because the only people who could make the idea of slavery and racism and superiority, the only people who could help set that standard for racist white people were dark-skinned black people. Like me. Like my friend Katasha. Like my friend Didi. Like, like my friend Tony. Dark-skinned people. Like my old classmate Eddie. Tommy Samuel. I can name them. And then all of our light-skinned friends, you know, the more Cafe Olay, the skin color came, that meant that some semen swam up into the egg and like Christopher Columbus discovered land. So... I'm just trying to like put little bitty, little bitty, little bitty, little bitty pieces together because I do wonder why do my Egyptian children say, but miss, you're from real Africa. And I'm like, this is Africa. (laughs) Oh, mighty Miss Kamika. How are you so mighty? That's what my students said the other day. How are you so mighty? I didn't know. I didn't know what to tell. I just struck a pose in front of the camera just put my mighty mightiness into the camera um so yeah y'all that's what's going on in the parking lot I also thought about the fact that women all across the globe we're taught to be princesses and queens and we're fed this whole like oatmeal about your knight in shining armor will come and he will open doors for you and he will rub your feet and he will whisper sweet nothings in your ear and he will run you bath water and he will lay petals of roses on your bed 
But we never stop to think about men and how they've been taught, oh, dude, you just hit her over the head and drag her to your cave. Oh, no, 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 no. You um, offer, offer some goats and some cows for her. Take that to her daddy. Take the goats and cows to her daddy and say you want her. And then like the color purple. Well, I ain't going to sell you the good daughter. I'm going to sell you this ugly one over here. And you do with her what you will. So these romance ideas are also constructs. And ladies, I can only speak for the ladies. We need to redefine what it means to have a husband. We need to redefine these boyfriends. Because I think we, we give them too much credit when they've also been fed a fairy tale. We need to stop and really think about it. They've been fed a fairy tale too. So no, they don't know how to treat you. No, they haven't been taught to listen to you. I mean, think about it. A man who's been told just hit her over the head with a club and drag her. Just hit her over the head with a club, which has literally become the club. Which means put something in her drink, bring her home, sex her, forget about it. Or they now think, man, I got to I got to have cows. I got to have goats to even be worthy to get a woman. But he at home on his on his video game. He don't he don't even know what a cow is. So, yes, the the standards for relationships is all out of whack. It's all out of whack. And then when we do do it, we do it to this white standard we really do because we have we we don't remember we don't know nobody talks about queen and zinga nobody talks about the fact that tituba before they burned her at the stake you know she was the first witch burned at the stake in the scarlet letter but tituba was she was a whole human being she was a whole caribbean ass human being who probably had a man and children and was still reading tarot cards on that ass, was still telling people, oh my God, something's about to happen. And then something happened. So today I challenge you to let go of thinking that you know who your mate is supposed to be. If you got one and you got a good one, keep them. Hold on to them. Like, like, Natalie, like Natalie Cole said, hold on to them. Don't let him leave you, honey. Because you'll find out it's not those good things you loved, those big things you loved about him. It was the small things. Because there's a whole bunch of people out here, they catching hell because they all on twi- on uh, <clears throat> on these uh, dating apps trying to find each other. But you have a false construct in your head about who your mate is supposed to be. And it's okay to give somebody a chance. It's okay to see things, how things will pan out, but it's not okay to be expecting a man who has, who has never had an idea or the luxury to have the leadership for somebody to sit him down and say, construct your own idea about what it means to love and be loved in return. 
And then for us as women to sit down and construct our own idea about that and that it not come from these other constructs of, well, you got to have cow. Well, yeah, I believe that you got to have something. Bring something to the table, brother. But what I'm not going to expect of you is something that you cannot deliver. And yes, black women are 10 times more likely to be educated than black men. We got to fix that. If you want to if you want a king, you got to raise a king. You got to create a king. And a king has to want to be created. But not based on your Cinderella construct. Not based on your single black mama construct. We got to fix it. And let all in agreement say amen and everybody else move around. Atlanta is a good show. Y'all should watch it. Anyway, I think that's it for now. I think that's it for now. Um, Be great. Speak up for yourself. Please speak up for yourself. If you're in a situation that you don't want to be in, try your best to fix it. Don't be passive aggressive. If you know you love somebody, but you don't want to be with them, try to figure out how to be with them because you love them. It's a cold and harsh world right now. And it's a lot of people. You may think you want to be out there by yourself. You may think you want to be um, out in these streets, these COVID laced streets. But right now, the world is shifting, and it's not going to happen overnight. 2022 is going to be just as fucked up as 2021. I'm going to tell you that right now. But if you shift with the shift, you're going to be all right. But if you're still trying to hold on to yesterday, and you're still trying to hold on to last night, and you're still trying to hold on to two years ago, you're not going to make it. You're going to get left behind. You're going to get caught up in the shuffle. You're going to get caught up in this in these in these gun wars. You're going to get caught up in these finger pointing um, conferences. You're going to get caught up. Everybody's checking in online every day just to see what's happening. And I'm here to tell you all nothing is happening. I've been offline for the past week. I took a hiatus for one week. And I got 800,000 things done. Eight, yeah, 800,000, for real. Like 800,000. God blessed me tenfold. Get offline. I promise you, if you take a week, two weeks, three days, blessings will come to you. As long as you're not like... Well, let me say this. I recommend you cleanse. I recommend that you see how long you can go without your vices and without the Internet. That's your 2022 challenge. Figure it out. Three days without having to be in jail. If you have to go to the country down in the in the sticks where there is no Internet service and rent you a hotel room for three days. Or rent you a room somewhere for three days where you don't have access to anything. And then document what happens to you. Document what happens to your anxiety. Document. Some of y'all, it's going to take you three days just to come down. 
off of being nosy and messy and problematic. Find somebody to help without needing to be glorified that you help them. Because right now, racist white people are switching the laws in favor of them. They're now saying, well, there's a law now that if you're white and you feel threatened by a black person trying to tell you about you being racist, you can have them arrested. All of this is happening right now. And what you doing? Scrolling. Trying to show people that you all right. And it doesn't matter. Especially if you're not really all right. Let go or be dragged. If you got love and you think you don't want that love, you're not certain. You're just not used to the longevity of constraints. You're not used to. I guarantee you half of these people out here trying to get divorced don't even have parents that stay married. So be the shift. Be a part of the shift. Soften your shit up. Because it's hard to find somebody who can love you 100%. That you feel equally yoked to. Now, am I saying stay in a situation where you're feeling controlled or you're feeling like you don't, you're being asked to do shit you don't want to do? No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is if your spouse or your boyfriend or your husband, whatever that is, is asking you to do some shit you don't want to do, tell them you don't want to do it. I'm telling y'all, y'all need to watch Atlanta. Because there's no show where people really do speak up for themselves more than Van and Ernie. Van went to that strip club with Ernie and she was like, nigga, I love you. And then when she had her little... German kabustaba. I can't remember what it was called. I'm calling it the kabustaba. He literally said, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. But when they went to the Juneteenth party, they were both in cahoots together. They were like, this is some bullshit. Let's get drunk and let's leave. And that's who you should be with your spouse. Just say, I don't want to do it. I was like that with my last boyfriend all the time. Casey, you know, he'll tell you. He was like, if she didn't want to do something, she just said she didn't want to do it. But sometimes she would do it anyway. But she, at least I would know she didn't want to do it. So I know that while I'm looking at her doing what she doesn't want to do, that she's doing it for me. And vice versa. So figure it out, y'all. Because we in the shift. The shift is happening. And you need to sit down and say, I want to be a part of the shift. But it takes change. It takes humility. You can't just be out here passively, aggressively posting on the Internet. Don't nobody care. (laughs) And by nobody, I mean me. (laughs) Don't nobody care. If you're not out here trying to make the world a better place, if you're not out here on your grind and your hustle, don't nobody care. Don't nobody care. Those who have focus still might not be a part of the shift. You could be out here grinding away 
and you're still not a part of the shift because you're still not getting what you want. And this is a time to get what you want, but you're not going to get it just out here talking about give it to me. It's not how it works. <laughs> All right. So get some Stevie Wonder into your life today. I love y'all, and I'm really thankful that you're listening to the podcast. Some new people have come along. I don't know who y'all are, but some new people have come along, and I thank you for listening to the podcast because I know who my 18 are. I finally figured out who the 18 are, the faithful 18, and you will be rewarded. Be good. Be good. Be good. Be God. Peace.